Welcome to Jayan.tv Podcasts. Here we cover topics on living spirituality, deep territory ranging from the heart of the human condition to the most mundane and practical affairs of modern life. Our guest is one of the most provocative and inspiring speakers of our time. Medicine man, healer, tribal leader, visionary, philosopher, just several of the names attributed to Jayan's work. Jayan delivers unscripted discourses packed with living knowledge. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. We'll see you on the inside. I'm, I'm going to share with you what I, a feeling that I have. In 2008, and I remember this very vividly, I remember that phase of my life, it was a transition phase. Um, everything was transitioning, not just for myself, for society at large. And I remember sometime in October, just before Obama was elected. And the whole social, there was a, there was a particular atmosphere. I had never lived it like that before, and I'm pretty sure nobody had it before either. And I remember very also, I remember the day he was elected, I don't remember the date exactly, but I guess it's in November sometime. Keep in mind, we're Canadians. And there was a special event happening in my, in my locale, unusual. I won't get into it, but it's just, I'm just kind of setting the tone. And that evening, um, Mr. Barack Obama got elected as President of the United States. And it's like if the whole country that's our country, Canada, all of America, and essentially the whole world was united together in some kind of joy for evolution. And I remember this very vividly because I, I don't buy into any of this stuff. But I remember how it felt. It's like if, it, it's like if, you, if you have a home city sports theme, let's say it's the New York Mets, and they win. There's a vibe. Everybody happy. There's a there's a joy. It's, it was the same kind of vibe, but so much bigger at a, such a deeper level. It's a, I'd never I had never witnessed society in such a state of euphoria. People's hearts were happy. Um, people felt that as a humanity, finally we're evolving. That peace on earth is possible. All these utopic dreams were all projected and onto this individual and he was the representative of that just by the fact that he has black skin sort of i never bought into this because i just don't buy it. i don't buy the narratives that are being offered to me but everybody bought into the narrative it didn't matter who it didn't even conspiracy theorists people even people who are spiritual people who say they want nothing to do with any of this, they, everybody bought into this because it was like a, a new narrative that the simulation system was offering us and you couldn't help but embrace it because there was a, there was a tantalizingness to it. And life went on. The only thing that mattered was that now you had a new storyline that every, all dreams are possible. It's the first black president 
the black community grabbed onto that dream or that ideal. It was uh, relieving for them that everything is possible in America, the dream is possible. He, he, he represented the, the crescendo of so many years of evolution to get to a place of uh, maturity, so to speak. And from the outside, I'm watching this, and you know, there's a vibe, there's a vibe. You can, like, you know, when you go to, the, to, to a fair, there's a vibe. Well, you know, even if I'm not in the mood for fairing, you know, there's the vibe at the fair. So you're feeling it. So I'm feeling it too. And like I said just a couple of seconds ago, life went on. And he went about doing his thing. And obviously, that guy's extremely charismatic. He's, he's pretty. He's extremely well spoken. Um, he's sympathetic, like he's pleasant to look at, he's pleasant in his voice, he's fantastic, fantastically casted for that role. And he's got a wife who's also black, and he's got two black daughters, and everybody looks pretty, it's like, it's a, it's a perfect dream, it's beautiful. Like, if you're watching a movie, because I am, because it's on TV essentially, this is a beautiful story, sort of, you know? I wouldn't go pay money to watch that movie. That's my personal thing, but we didn't have a choice. So life went on. Did anything really change? No, the motion that the system is going just kept going, except that now it had a new face and people embraced the dream in a new way, but the same steps are being taken. It feels to me like today, due to, this is in 2008, we're now in 2020, things have, evolved, things have changed so much. Technology is at a brink of explosion. If you think it exploded before, it's about to blow. Like something we've never seen before since the forever. It's, it's right, it's just there, like they're just setting it up. So it feels to me that with this whole house arrest and this whole paralysis of society, um, that there's a building of the, a, a new narrative that can rally everyone. And we're talking about the whole world again. But if Obama was here, it's, we're talking about like... You know, let's pretend that the sun is 93 million away, so it's that, that far. It's like, whew. That's how I'm perceiving it. They're setting up a narrative. It's like, in my opinion, we are living in a reality TV show. Literally. Whatever the people are doing, whatever the people are wanting, the administrators are adjusting their presentation, their approach, their angles, according to what is being asked. It's not a straight line. They're constantly adapting the different threads of the stories to create the story that will hold and ground the whole affair for people. So in my studies, I go online like most people, and you see threads, different threads, this thread of QAnon, it's da 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 da, and then the pedophilia rings, da 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 da, all these, the 5G, da 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 da, all these, all these threads, so many threads. And everybody wants to hook on to something, 
and believe in something that makes them feel hopeful for the future, that things are going to change and things are going for the better. And I sympathize with everybody, but if you stop for two seconds, everybody's at home on their computer. Let's not forget that. Everybody's at home on their computer and nobody can go outside. That hasn't changed anything. So there's the trumpets with all hope and let's go and something's gonna happen and amazing things are waiting. But everybody's really at home in quarantine and you're watching these videos on the internet and YouTube, which is run by somebody. Let's, it's so, so easy to just neglect this, right? The world is awakening because they watched this video, which says this kind of information. And now people are realizing that there's a so-called pedophilia ring. And now we are awakening to the truth. What do you know? about pedophilia. You've heard it. I didn't say true or untrue, but what do you really know? You don't know anything. And it's coming at you through a video on YouTube, on the internet. Suddenly now, we've, because there was another video before <laughs> saying the internet was a construction by the industrial, military industrial complex and it's a weapon of to brainwash the masses. Now we forgot that part and suddenly that same medium is communicating to you the truth. I don't want to get lost because it's, this is really not the point of what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is that there's so many threads to the story. It's a supreme story. These are the, these are the masters of storytelling. And they're amazing. <laughs> not only are they amazing, they are, they're brilliant at what they do. And they have so much experience. And the people are so oblivious to their own nature. So easily conned. So, long story short, there are all these threads, and in my humble opinion, a new narrative, it's not Obama, and it's not a female president, it's a greater one, which now is going to offer, most likely, I don't know, because we're following the story as it's developing. We're like literally in the show. But for, to think for one second, that the administrators and the bosses of the administrators and the principalities that run the bosses of the administrators are dumb and are now threatened by a YouTube personality. Well, I, I appreciate that. Like, I, I'm like, but really? So they were able to construct all of that for thousands of years. And now a YouTube video is going to destroy their plan. Oh. <laughs> Come on. I don't know what to say. It's a wishful thinking and it uh, pinches a little bit my heart because once again you see the gullibility of people. People want to believe and I understand they want to believe because they're in pain, they don't know what's true, what's up or down, left or right, and they have no real points of references. So 
if there's a thread of story that makes sense to them and awakes, awakens a feeling in them, they're going to take it and why not? I respect that. Um, my job, I feel, is to take some kind of neutral point. Doesn't matter to me. <laughs> Why I'm like this is another conversation. But uh, my interest is in the truth because the truth appeases and sets you free. It doesn't set you free in the way that you imagine it, like in a movie, and you go gun blazing. No. And it sets you free, and time is a long affair. These are things we'll discuss later. So I just want to bring it back to what I'm saying. There's a lot of threads joining and combining and creating pockets of stories. But what we seem to neglect is that all of this is in an arena. The arena has a function. There's a reason the arena is there. It's not just there because there's horrible people that want to enslave others. That's part of the narrative. That's a thread of the narrative. Can I say true or not true? It's not the point. It's not, it's not just that. It goes so much more deeper than this. And very few people want to go deeper than that because they can't handle it. So just to finish this kind of this little flow and open it up a little more, in my opinion, there's, they're preparing a super story that will combine different threads that the people want to see. We are in the movie. If people want to see an uprising, they will build the uprising. Whatever, you are in their movie. And if for one second you think that that's not the case, you're just completely deluded because you're stuck on a TV screen, your computer. You're like, dude, you're at home. Your house is powered by electricity, which is run by state government. You're using the internet, which is controlled by somebody, but it's not you. Like, hello? It, and I, I want to I add even an element, it's just a, a thought experiment. The condition that the world is in today is of absolute division. Everybody is divided. Every thought has a group of people that represent it, and that thought fights against another thought. You can call that a denomination of something. Let's use Christians, for example, not to single them out. How many kinds of Christians are there? It's just how many kinds of yogas are there? How many kinds of tech people do you have? How many kinds of people, rep how, like divisions upon divisions upon divisions upon divisions upon divisions upon divisions? How do people come together? Well, they can't because they don't share the same deity. Now, the so-called fear of the virus is creating unity for the fearful and unity against for the doubtful. So all the people, all the marginal people who are against the system can unite in their wrath or hate or disbelief for the virus. 
the only reason they're united is against the storyline. So they're literally in the story. You are now the adversary within the story. What just happened to the light? That's the sun? That's cool. <laughs> Did you see that? Did you get So I'm going to keep going. So, 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 so these people now who are all divided by all kinds of, everybody's divided, divided. These are the people anti-establishment. And they're all uniting in disbelief of this so-called virus. In their belief that the system is against them. Let us say, just for the sake of conversation, just for the sake of conversation, that they would make this collapse. Okay, cool. Then what? How do you now organize people? Our common belief is freedom. Yeah. Isn't that what the American dream is all about? Look at what the American dream has given birth to. Come on. That's also wishful thinking. It's not understanding how human beings actually function. It's not understanding how the psyche functions. It's not understanding anything. It's just we are brought together in the common belief of freedom and that every man, woman, child, or non-binary I don't know how exactly to say this. I apologize. A person who doesn't identify with either or can live freely. Yeah, but define that. And you know exactly that the moment there's division, sooner or later, there's one state of mind that wants to tackle and take a little more space. And the story goes again. So how do you unite all these people? What's holding them together? The dream of freedom. So it's like, these people trump these people to start over so that they can come face to face with the exact same problem, which is how do we unite people and how do we mobilize people in one direction? How do you mobilize people if everyone thinks differently? Oops, let's not talk about that. Let's just be all hyped up about a dream of overtaking the horrible elite and their horrible system because we are representing freedom, so let us have this beautiful thought, idea that we succeed, we. They succeed at breaking this horrible cabal. Okay, now who takes charge? I'm gonna tell you. The Hindu gonna say, we should, this is uh, Sanatna Dharma and this is non-violence. And you, the meat eater is gonna be like, you gonna tell me not to eat meat? Well, this is part of Sanatna Dharma. Everybody sh is, we should, it's non-violent, don't fucking kill, sorry. Don't kill the, the giraffe. Don't kill the, 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 this is, and the vegans are gonna come in like, oh, here we go. I haven't even started, we just talked about food. Vegan is gonna create havoc for everybody who's not vegan. You eat cheese, you're a criminal. We cannot have peace on earth. I was walking on some street and I crossed some kind of center by this lady that I will not name because I don't want to represent her. And she represented the movement of veganism for spiritual, for world peace. I'm like, I ain't got nothing against veganism and we're going to talk about veganism at some other. I'm like, you are, like I get you. I, I understand the idea, right? Vegan is nonviolent. You don't kill 
any animals, you don't use animals for leather, you don't force the animal to give labor so that you can have constant milk. It's very, uh, in a way, pacifistic. Fantastic! But uh, what about everybody else who wants to eat cheese or have leather cool shoes or what do you do now? They are now your enemy. How do you institute a regime that's ideology doesn't respect other peoples? Doesn't make any sense. That's the secret. Mind has become so fragmented and each fragment has a group of people leading it and even within that fragment, that fragment is fragmented and that fragment is fragmented and fragment is fragmented and fragment is fragmented and each fragment has a leadership and a group of people who are representing this who will, even within feminism, you have this kind of feminism, that kind of feminist and the feminist fights against each other because that, no, 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 that's feminist but that doesn't include blacks and that's feminism that doesn't include uh, lesbians and, and they can't even agree amongst themselves and they're all called feminists let's not even talk about the people who are not feminists and this is not to speak about feminists this is just an example so it's like there's a total uh, what's the word immaturity a mental immaturity you haven't thought of what you're saying it's wishful thinking it's a beautiful belief I understand it I get it and in one thread of the story that may be happening but it's like did you what's what is the condition of human being? Why are things the way they are? Why is our society the way it is? Because there's a horrible group of evil people. This is the, the conspiracy theorist. I don't like this expression, but everybody understands what I mean when I say that. So, on one hand, you have the conspiracy theorists who are not conspiracy theorists. There are people looking at things from a different angle. They're saying, there's a horrible cabal of people who are trying to take over. And then there's the regular Joe who thinks that our society is the evolution of thousands of years of evolution and democracy is the pinnacle of our greatness. And if you just look at this carefully, you're like, well, did you stop and ask yourself, what, what's a human being? What's happening to human beings? Why are human beings suffering? How does a human being operate? And if you remove all of this and you come back to individuals, I'm like, could you explain to me why there's disease? Where did the disease come from in the first place? Now, you may not see the relation, but I see it perfectly. So most people are so concerned with outside storylines, they don't look at themselves as human beings and thus the human condition, and they don't understand the very things that their humanness is trying to communicate through the form of disease, and they just dismiss this when if you took two seconds to look at it, it would confront you with, well, something's wrong with me. At a very deep level, same thing goes for my neighbor and my other neighbor and my wife and my children and my grandparents. There's something wrong, wrong in the sense there's something profoundly diseased within our humanity and we don't even understand where that's coming from. We haven't even thought about it, we don't want to think about it. And the moment we look at it for two seconds, we run the opposite direction trying to cling on to something that's going to give us <gasps> elation and some kind of artificial paradise that we can hold on to and believe in. But wait, I, I, I get you, I ain't got nothing against that, but I'm like, well, you, but you still don't understand what's happening to you as a human being. And if you don't understand what's happening to you as a human being in the concrete and the practical, so then how do you understand what happened to your parents? And how do you understand what happened to your grandparents? And 
uh, how far you can go to your ancestors. How could you understand ancestry in the true sense of the word if you don't understand what's happening to you and you're the byproduct of them? So you need stories in a book? Yeah, but the moment you get a story, there's a spin in the story from the narrator who wants to make it feel a particular kind of way according to what he or she wants to make you feel in his story. That's Hollywood. You still don't know, and God knows if the, did the story come straight to you? Did it reach walls? Did it have intersections? Was the story modified? You just don't know. It's not to dismiss this. You could take it with a grain of salt, it's inspiring, it gives you an idea, but you don't really know. You cannot recognize what's happened to humanity because you don't recognize what's happening to you. All you have are stories. Some stories you like, some stories you don't like, some stories that you find more complex, some stories that you find, ah, it's not for me. Then some people want astrological stories, then people want Vedic stories. Then it's like, I ain't got no problem with any of this. I've spent quite a lot of time listening to a lot of stories, and then there's a Hollywood spin on everything, which is like, you know, Hollywood. I'm like, yeah, but at the end of the day, let's, come, let's bring it back to, well, what's your condition? Do you think that society just came out of nowhere. It's been going on for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. I don't think anybody really knows, but it's been going on for a long time. Well, what's making this society? Where is society going? What's its primary function? What's it trying to do? Do you think that our society today with all its techn technological advances is just a coincidence? Like zoom out and Look at it from a much bigger perspective. From, let's say, from inside the egg of creation, or this leg of, level of creation, which you can, as we've spoken before, and you all know, it's extremely intelligent and sophisticated. It's like, well, why is this egg giving birth to such a system? It's the elite. Fine, but why did the egg over thousands of years produce a thing called an elite. Forget how for now, why? What's the outcome of creating this? What's it doing for you? So in my humble opinion, I don't want to disrespect anybody, but I feel that there's, there's a, a lack of... Uh, um, how do I say this? It's like you haven't thought about it enough. You haven't looked at the situation profoundly enough, deep enough, you haven't dared to go deep enough because you stop at a layer that you, it, it gives you a feeling. Listen, you're at home, you're a guy. This is an example. Your mom busted your balls. Your girlfriend busts your balls. Your job, your boss busts your balls. Your father had his balls busted. Let's not talk about grandfather. You are home, you on your Nintendo. That's your life. Maybe you're good looking, you go out to the clubs in a minute or two, then at some point you're like 30, it's like, really, I'm going to go there again? Go around in circles, try to pick up some phony girl. And you're trying to make sense of what's happening to you. Guess where you go, exactly where they want you to go, on the internet. And then you start to find content. 
some of which has parcels of truth in it, so that it resonates with you. Somebody says something weird is going on in the world. I'm like, yeah, something is going on in the world, man. I didn't say no, but you don't know what it is. It's not, you're not going to figure it out in two seconds because you watch a documentary. So you're listening, you're receiving this, and it comes with a, a very charismatic character who's a, a geek, a researcher. I'm not even saying that that person's a fraud because some of them are fucking brilliant, respect to these cats. But from a point of view, and he's downloading, he's like push, putting all of that in you, and it's like sparking in you a feeling. It's like, yes, there's oppressors, and yes, I know it's all f a sham, and yes, and yes, and then now suddenly you're kind of like, your anger is activated. And I respect that because your anger has been repressed as a man. You're playing Nintendo jacking off on a, on a girl getting fucked up her anus in porn. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you do. So now you get that and there's a feeling, a knight, a chivalry that's like, yes, we, we, we got to do something. Yeah, what you going to do? Number one. Number two, is this really true? And if it's true, how true is it? Has it considered the layer just above it? Has it integrated the layer below it? So it gave you that feeling and that's what you wanted. You're a consumer. I'm going to say it again. What's a consumer? It's a person who's looking for a feeling. You're a consumer. You've just consumed. I don't want to say anybody's name because I don't want to disrespect nobody, but let's say my homeboy David Icke, you've consumed his content. I'm not saying it's true or false. I don't even, I'm like, you just consumed it. You're a consumer, you're on YouTube, which is a consumption platform designed to get you to click consume. You're now consuming his content that you deem to be a voice of truth. I'm not saying yes, I'm not saying no. I'm just saying you're a consumer. What do you get in return? A feeling, an illusion that this is the truth and now you're one step closer to finding the door to step out. And if enough people watch the same video all at home in their little boxes, now we can create a mass movement of revolution. Really? You think it's that easy to organize people? If you want to organize people, there needs to be a leader. You're dealing with fragmented society and everybody so-called thinks to themselves and they don't share the same deity. Well, who's going to lead them? You? Ain't no leader. Oh, David Icke is going to lead you? No, he's not going to lead you. He's doing his job, which is to process data hash it, and share it. That's what he does. He gonna go at the forefront? I'm not following him. Where are you taking us? Where are you leading me? We are going to revolt against the authorities. Have you actually thought? Do you know who they are? What they're doing? Why they're doing it? Do you realize that if I would remove those authorities from your life as of today, who would be your God? You, your God is the devil. That means you think that these people are horrible and all you think about is them. That's the center of your attention. That's your God. And the belief that there must be something besides that. What happens if they're gone?
one time I, I, I had a buddy of mine. This is a sensitive subject, and I don't want to go too deep in it, but I'm going to crack it open anyways, and maybe one day we can break it open a little more. And my brother, he, he, was, uh, he had what people call AIDS. I don't remember if he was HIV positive or had turned into AIDS. I don't even want to get into the subject, but the point of the matter is, he was one of those dudes. That means he had that stigma upon him. And I think when I met him, he was in his early 50s. I was in my mid-20s. And uh, I guess it was the first dude I met who had AIDS. And he had a different lifestyle than mine. He identified as a homosexual. And uh, he, was a, he was a special dude. And I met him at a particular juncture in his life. And at some point... I was doing a memoir on uh, the effects of uh, certain healing modality and AIDS. So I said, yo, dude, I need some help. So he collected a group of people who, are, who had contracted the virus of AIDS so I could chit-chat with them. And uh, I did that for some time. And long story short, here's what I gathered <laughs> from the story which is, it, it may be upsetting for some people. If it's the case, please don't be upset, but consider what I'm saying. Oh, which cracks open to another person I knew who was a girlfriend of mine, girlfriend meaning a woman who's a friend, not a girlfriend of mine, like in the traditional sense of the word, who also had AIDS. That's another story, and I'll just link them, the two together. And I noticed that I'm like, oh, these people, if you would remove AIDS, they'd go insane. It is the very center of their world. It is the very reason for their existence. Everything in their lives is revolving around the thing called AIDS. Finding a million different kinds of therapies because they were trying to heal that disease. This is in, the, in 2008, in fact. Then coming to terms with the fact that there is no solution to their disease and they're continuing to die. Then accepting that they're going to die. Then, but the, the center of their existence was that thing called AIDS. And that's the first thing that struck me after hanging out and spending time with these people and having conversations about their journeys and their stories and looking at it from so many different, different angles, sympathizing for their situation. I'm like, but at the end of the day, what would happen to you if you didn't have AIDS? So one time I had this girlfriend. She's dead today. She was my girl. I really loved her. And... I learned a lot with her, and she had the, the, the thing called AIDS. And I spent a lot of time with her, and I got to learn a lot from her. And at some point, I'll get into more stories of what I've learned from her. But she had AIDS, and at some point, she decided that she had had enough of everything, and she kind of wanted to heal, and she withdrew from social life. She went into some kind of house in the woods with no electricity, and live a very marginal, unusual lifestyle. I guess she was tired. But she wasn't tired of the AIDS. She was just fed up of life, society, herself, people, human relations, and particularly relations with men. She's just sick of it. <laughs> but she couldn't help herself. <laughs> and that's what, yeah, she just couldn't help herself. Anyways, so I spent a lot of time with her and, and I discussed with her. And I remember a pivotal moment. I was at her little chalet or house and I was doing a fast. And I was tripping. And I looked at her in my zone, and I said to her, what would you do if suddenly you didn't have AIDS? 
And she was, we were friends, so she actually, like we had a relationship and we loved each other, understood each other, so she actually would listen to me when I would say something. You know, some people would just brush it off. Like she took it in. And she looked at me and her face changed and she became a monster. And she just got so angry at me, like I thought I was gonna die, I was gonna lose something. I'm like, I hit it. Cause I went with it, I said, what would you do? Like, you would, cause she gets a, she, she would get a nice paycheck from the government, like a really decent paycheck for a girl who lives in the forest, in the woods, and doesn't consume anything. Like she's like a good, like she don't have, you don't have to work, you don't have to figure things out for yourself. You don't have to solve any problem. You don't have to do anything besides just quote unquote rest and relax. Now I'm not, I don't want to generalize and I don't want people to feel, I'm speaking, to, I'm talking about her. I'm like, what would you do? And for a, for a second she did the thought experiment and considered, and she was just suddenly confronted with that. You'd have to actually deal with all the stuff that this disease is making you not have to deal with. It is the very fulcrum of your life. If I take it away, you die. At least you, as you know it, dies. So anyways, this was a, this was a tangent to bring to the point of, well, those who are so-called against the system, that's their fulcrum. If I remove the system being horrible, what are you gonna do? And more importantly, what's gonna unite you now? So now, let's say, we believe that the so-called virus is due to airplanes flying in the sky. Okay, because I don't want to participate in any of this stuff. So now we are together believing that this is that. Now, none of us have done the science, but we've, done, we've watched videos of credible scientists who said that when planes fly on the sky, it does promote the so-called virus. So now we believe in this, and we know that they're putting the planes up, and it all fits together in a perfect weave theory because there was plane flyings, and those planes were spraying pink um, uh, clouds and uh, sparkled with gold, and it's like it all. It, and I'm not even saying it's not true. I'm just saying. So now we come together to that belief, and our whole belief system is established in a hate against the system. If I remove that, what, what's left of you? Who are you? What do you do? Where are you going? What's life about? Why are you here? How do you explain your suffering now that you can't blame the elite? Now that you can't blame pink clouds? Now that you can't blame planes with a five on them? So what I'm trying to do here is, uh, I'm not trying to criticize, I'm not trying to pinpoint one thread of a storyline or not, I'm trying to say that there's, the story goes deeper than this, and I feel that it's unfortunate that people do not take a, a few moments to consider it and go at, go at it further. Because whatever you're gonna uncover, it's a door. And if you dare to open that door, it unlocks a whole other realm of possibilities, a whole other realm of universal truths that are hidden, because you're so caught in the bubble that you're constantly criticizing, saying you want to be set free from that bubble by destroying the elite who are the arch nemesis of the, of the bubble. All of that is in an arena and somebody manages the arena. You're just the opponent. At some point, I remember this, those who are, who've traveled on, online will know what I'm talking about. And it made perfect sense. They were saying that, uh, you know, what's his name? I forget. Uh, Pike. What's his name? The Freemason? 
Albert, my old boy, Albert Pike had written these documents saying on how we would conquer the world and there would be a third world war and we needed to create a common enemy. And then Reagan said that at some point the way to unite humanity would be that aliens come down from Earth. And, and then there's other people saying that we were going to rise Islam and make the Muslims the enemy and so we have a common enemy. Okay, okay. Well, if you let these ideas go for a second and you look at the fundamental elements that they're presenting, you see that this is exactly what's going on. There's one alien, it's called the virus. There is now a growing threat, which is not so-called Muslims. It's the conspiracy theorists who are the new terrorists of the system. Because the Muslim ain't bothering you. We know there's a bunch of them. We can call them the so-called extremists, but they're indoors right now. They ain't bothering nobody. They're not going to break 5G towers. Who's breaking the 5G towers? Who's fighting? Who's now the opponent of the vaccine? It's not the Muslims or the terrorists. Now they're gone. Now we have a new terrorist rising. So now that rising, we're uprising, yes, we're going to fight against the system. Dude, for the love of Jesus, Krishna, Buddha, and everybody in between, can you stop for a second and think? Do you think, look at where we are. What's the mind that has built this over thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And that mind that was infused in billions of human beings, including your ancestors from both sides, ushering slowly but surely, step by step, drop by drop, this new platform of possibilities. You watching a video on YouTube, and thinking that the cause of your misery is the elite? Really? <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm not, I think you haven't thought about it deep enough and you should take a minute and consider this before you get yourself into trouble unnecessarily. And you create for yourself a bad blood, I think is the expression. I'm, tra I'm translating it, but this bad blood. You haven't thought about it. First of all, you think the system is evil. Which, if it's evil, that means you're good. That means you're already split in a dual reality. And then explain to me, well, if there is such a thing as a god, well, why the hell did God create evil in that way? So that means your god is phony. It makes no sense. So I'm going to tell you what I think. I think that's not evil, and you're certainly not good. There's deeper processes within yourself, and you're not aware of them. And there's deeper processes in the so-called bad people that you're not aware of either. And all these forces brewing beneath the surface are setting up a perfect chemical dance to build something new, which is the continuation of what was there yesterday of what was there a thousand years ago. It's just the new form. It was never bad. 
Now, if you isolate one little thing and you say, there's a virus, the elite are the virus. Well, you're saying that the elite of the virus, just like as the elite saying that there's a thing called the COVID-19, which is a virus, and you're believing that there's such a thing as a virus. That's, an, that's a paradigm. You live in a paradigm where there's a virus. So when you look at, let's say you're uh, um, some person studying medicine or chemistry, and you're observing a tissue, and then you see in the tissue, what do I see? Oh my God, there's these things, these bugs, let's call them a bacteria or a virus for the sake of conversation. And they are killing the cells. We must eradicate those things to preserve the life of the tissue. Now they come with their guns, spray that shit, viruses, bacteria, all these microorganisms, eradicated. Tissue is restful and at peace. Great, I understand what you're doing. Well, it's from an ideology that you see things that way. You thought that the tissue shouldn't be invaded by those microorganisms. You see the microorganism doing their job, but it's not what you want because it should be this way. So now you kill them so that it is the way you want it to be as it should be. Now, I have no problem with that, but what I'm trying to say is that you're missing the point. You didn't understand the genius of this. You didn't understand the intelligence governing this and harmonizing this. Thus, you don't understand the supreme intelligence that is orchestrating this whole affair, which is what you can call, well, at least some kind of God. Where is your God if God is creating evil? So God has created evil to test you so that you fight against evil so that you can take hold of the reins of society and bring freedom back to the people. Listen, whatever works for you, works for you, and I wish you the best. Um, but it's not a road to peace. You're divided. You don't realize this. And you are following a paradigm which is in itself broken. How can you find peace if they're evil? So if they're evil, you're righteous. And if you're righteous, then you must fight the evil. And upon destroying the evil, then we will have peace. Sounds exactly what the Lord Sith in Star Wars said, except that he believes he's the righteous. But now you believe you're the righteous. Well, who said you're the righteous? Because you repeat beautiful sentences of love, harmony, equipoise, Oh, okay. Thank God nobody can go read in your deep psychic matter and see what you're really made of. So again, I, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or disrespect anybody. I'm just saying there's a perspective that something's missing. We've covered what the horrible elites are doing. We've covered it. We've heard it. How many more times do you need to hear the same thing? Has that brought peace? Do you think for a second... Like, put yourself in the shoes of the governance. Do you think for a second, if they're willing to, let's say we're using your own belief systems, they're putting 5Gs to destroy you, they're poisoning your food, they create wars to kill you, do you think they will mind that you create a chain of a thousand people? They, they will not just kill you, they, they will really be worried? How would you fight back? With what? How would you organize your fighting? 
You can't even agree on what to eat. Which soccer team, sorry, football, is better? Is LeBron James or Michael Jordan the GOAT? So before we rebel, let's figure out who's the GOAT. You want to see what they do on ESPN? Every day, who's the GOAT? And every day, people clicking, jacking off. So we are going to organize and mobilize ourselves to fight our enemy. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I'm like, there's a lack of maturity and understanding human psyche and the human being and what has brought the human being to the position he's, he or she is in. You don't understand. That's all I want to say. And because of that lack of understanding, you're easily, you can be easily swayed in one direction or another. Now you're not believing in the virus, you're believing in that the virus is a hoax. And now you should rebel. Well, guess what? This is the beautiful making of a beautiful story. What is going to come of it? I'm going to sit back, watch, and enjoy the show because I ain't got nothing else to do <laughs> besides meditate and do my things. But this is, the, I mean, I'm at the theater with you people. I have a VIP, of course, but uh, you're not coming here at the VIP section. It's clean. Our girls are clean. We like thick, clean. It's not for you. Anyways, don't worry about it. You can't even see me in the VIP booth, so you, you, you keep on doing your thing. That being said, I'm watching the show too, but God has given me an intelligence. And as long as I see that there is like, well, that's evil. Well, it's like, well, why do you say it's evil? Because you don't understand it. I see people calling outside of the concept of a coronavirus in general. When we speak about health, what do they say? This is a disease. In fact, it's a symptom, but they call it a disease, and the, and the disease is called by that, which is generally a virus or a bacteria. That's your perspective, because you understand things from a point of view. Can I tell you that this bacteria or microorganism is not there? No, but you, the way you interpret it is based on your belief system. And it's blinding you to go like this and see it from a bigger perspective. So we are, this applies to your perspective of the so-called elites and their behaviors. Well, microorganisms eat a certain kind of food. Well, they're also consuming a certain kind of food. And if they're there, there must be a reason. And all of that is in a laboratory that for some odd reason you don't want to consider. This is my humble opinion. I think there's more to the story and I find it unfortunate that people do not want to push a little deeper. And I have my ideas why people don't want to push a little deeper because it means you need to stop going outside, buying into whatever data you're receiving because you have no sense of what you're receiving. If it's true or false, yes, your guts tell you, but what's your discerning agency? You don't have any. And to begin to study yourself. And this begins with the temple. If you knew what was going on inside your own self, and I'm not talking about deep in your mind according to whatever trajectory you follow. I'm like, no, 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 start with, there's a temple, okay? There's a temple, number one. And it's not because you're vegan and you're drinking green juices that your temple is happy. Okay, let's, let's bring a little bit of complexity and depth 
to the narrative besides this like very shallow, let's just drink green juices and we're in paradise. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's just as simple as that, right? I've drank my green juices, so don't worry. I got it this morning, so don't get on my case. Come on. I had it most likely before you. <laughs> so that being said, uh, a thorough investigation of the human being means for, for starters, and I think we've discussed this earlier, you need to, well, where am I? And I have a human body. And this is why I'm telling you people don't want to deal with this. Because human being means right now at this stage, I'm in pain. And you need to find something to point your pain at. To go outside of yourself and vent some of those pent up tensions. And I understand, I'm not like, this is not a criticism, it's just a fact. But nevertheless, you don't understand how your body works. And I'm not talking about the biomechanics of it, I'm like, how it's created. It's created from a mind. How that body has evolved over time. How does it survive? Why does it do what it does? And unless you have a clear, thorough grasp on this, you, do not, you cannot fathom how far the human being has gone over time in the process of disease and compensation. Thus, you cannot comprehend that right now the system is providing the necessary compensations for a human being to be able to bear how much pain is buried within their being. Now, that's very deep. You'll need to consider this for a second, but you'll never understand what I'm talking about until you actually journey and start to discover how the temple operates. This body is the result of I don't know how many long millions of years. It has gone through quite a lot, and within it, everything is encrypted. So when you start to, if you're admitted within the temple, let's begin like that. You can't just go in because you want to, because your mind said so. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to ravish it. I'm going to take over and hack into things, right? You're going to do that for sure. No. That opens to a whole other conversation. But all I'm trying to say is that you want to go to the library, you want to study life, you have no choice. There's only one place where you're going to get legitimate data. And that's the temple, the temple of the human body. Otherwise, you can't make sense of things because it comes from a fragmented aspect of life. It doesn't matter if that fragment is real. It's, everything is real from its point of view. And it has its opposite from that point of view. How does it fit together? What holds it, contains it, and weaves through it a thread? How can you see the whole picture? And keep in mind, if the whole picture cannot appease you, then it's not the whole picture. And I'm not saying to be appeased because I don't want to see this, so I go into wishful thinking. I don't want to see that, so I go into this. No, I'm talking about, there's a thing called the virus. What is it? What is it really? Why is it there? Why was it conceived? What's its function? What's it doing to me? How am I in interaction with it? What's happening? So, I don't want to go further in this rant. I don't want to lose you. Food for thought, take it, take it or leave it. But one thing is for sure. There is more to the story than meets the eye. And I feel people are being, at this stage, manipulated in a way that they're not imagining. Because they're disrespecting the powers. This has nothing to do with the elite and the rebels. 
There are principalities beyond all of that that are guiding and orchestrating this show. You are in a movie, a living organic movie, and the so-called elites that includes this dude that you can call Bill Gates, he is just an actor expressing an aspect of the intent to create a certain kind of chemical reaction that leads towards something. There is something above it, orchestrating it, and you cannot see that, perceive it, come in relation to it, or even see what's your role in the movie, because you're immediately in, re in response. These are evil people. You don't know who Bill Gates is. You ain't never spoken with him. You don't know why he's doing what he's doing. All you're doing is projecting your fears onto him and your judgments. You have no idea what he knows. You cannot even fathom. Right? Some of you have had a shit car. And that one day you got a good car. When you have a shit car, you don't know what it feels like to ride in a good car. But once you ride in a good car, you know what it's like to be in a shit car. And you know that the person in the shit car does not understand the magnetic appeal that your new car has. What it does to your aura and the doors of possibilities that it opens in your life because you got a decent looking car. Imagine now you're a billionaire. That means you have more money than money is. What, what strata of society, of the game of society are you at? What do you know? What do you see? Who do you encounter? What powers are they interacting with? You can you have no fucking clue. What you see is just a facade. You may like the facade or not like the facade. You have no idea. And you don't even take two seconds to take a, to just step back from your response. This is, he's so-and-so. Yeah, okay, he's a geek, obviously. What's your point? That's not the point. He's the character of the geek. What's behind? You think you know? You have no idea. And because you think you know because you've watched another video, you'll never know. And as I've said before, you will never know what initiates do know. You can't know because you watch a video. You can even be in the lodge why it's happening. You will not understand, comprehend, or understand what's happening, even if it's happening in front of your own eyes, because you're uninitiated. That means that part of your brain isn't activated, and a video or a book will certainly not activate it. Quite the contrary. So anyways, my message is a message of peace. It may not sound like this to some people because what I'm saying is challenging them, but my message is a message of peace. I'm saying before you say something about these people, try to understand that you only exist because they're there, in the sense that you're the opponent of that. And if you're an opponent, that means you're, there's two powers going at it. That means you're in an arena. And somebody owns the arena. And somebody's putting on a show. <laughs> and you just don't know. Because you haven't stopped for two seconds to look at it. Now how do I know those things? Now you may think I'm crazy. Maybe I am, time will tell. It's irrelevant to me what you think at the end of the day. But how do I know this, these things? Because there ain't no videos talking about this. If you start to discover how your body functions, and when I talk about your body, I'm talking about the supreme machine that includes the mind. For me, it's unseparated. It's one thing, right? You get to access hidden knowledge, so to speak, that makes it also clear. First of all, you start to realize there's an intelligence that's governing the whole affair.
There's always been an intelligence. There cannot not be an intelligence. Now it's for you to understand how that intelligence operates so that you can see what's doing what and how together this is creating a certain harmonization and where this is leading and for what purpose. And I assure you, even though in your limited view, this is horrible, fine. I'm not saying no, I'm saying fine. It's leading towards something that everybody wants. This is the irony. Everybody signed up for it a while ago. I remember the moment it was clicked, it clicked. Everybody wants the artificial paradise. Today, uh, people are suffering from so many different diseases. Most people they end their lives in a tremendous amount of pain. Ask people what disease is, your average person has no idea. If you go into alternative health, they have all their theories and ideas and whatnot. Does it really change something? At the end of the day, not really. It may pacify to a certain degree, but the, the bite of the disease in, common, in, the, in this common era is so intense. Nobody can stop it. You think drinking cucumber juice is going to change anything? Maybe in rare exceptional cases, but for your average person, that means 88 billion people. It's like, no, it's not going to change none. Where is, what is disease? Where is that coming from so that the body is responding that way? Now, very few people have considered this, which links to what we were saying just before. But what I want to say is not even that. I'm saying, let's say tomorrow morning, we cut the medication. We cut all those drugs. You want to see the real condition of people? You all know this. Essential services. The place where you buy the booze. Want to put people off of booze? See what happens? Turn off the internet. Want to see what happens? Turn off porn. Want to see what happens? So, what I'm trying to say is that there's a, there's a certain... I feel a certain hypocrisy that I want to address and a lack of uh, respect. I respect powers. If you don't respect powers, you'll never have real power. Now, you, that power may be in the game, your opponent. If I'm LeBron James, Steph Curry may be my opponent. If I don't respect him, it's because I certainly don't respect me. If I respect myself as, as a power, I will definitely respect him and his capacities. And then the powers do. One time I will win, sometimes he will. It doesn't really matter. But power means first respect. And what I see is a blatant disrespect to this supreme intelligence orchestrating this whole show. And uh, that can only lead to disharmony. There's a lack of maturity and wisdom, and it's uh, unfortunate. Thank you for listening to Jayan.tv Living Podcasts. For more premium content on living spirituality, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of our newest episodes. 
For the full video production of this content, be sure to visit our Jayan.tv YouTube and BitChute channels. You can also access Jayan's book, The Human Experience, which is available for free download at Jayan.tv. And if you appreciate our content and wish to support the growth of these channels, we invite you to make a donation. All links in the description below.